Hello, my lovelies. How has everyone been? I've been so busy over the last couple of days. Um, I do apologize for the delay. I did say I would get back to you. Uh, Mother's Day just passed. I want to first and foremost wish all you amazing, bomb, strong mothers out there a happy Mother's Day. Um, as for myself, I had a great day. I took my mom out um, with my daughters uh, for a nice Mother's Day celebration um, in my in my local area. And we had a blessed time. Um, I did make a lot of connections there as well. And, you know, I've been busy. I started a new job. So um, that takes a lot of my time, too. And all you mommies out there know there's never no break with kids. That's 24-7. So... I do apologize for the delay, but I am back to pick up where we where we left off, ladies. Um, I do see a lot of you tuning in, and I do appreciate the support. Um, there is a little icon at the bottom of the screen. I would like to start hearing some feedback for some, from some women um, who wants to voice anything about my episodes or have any questions for me. Um, feel free to hit that little icon at the bottom and leave me a voice message as I will replay them and respond back to you. I'm just trying to get to know my community so that I can know the topics that I need to touch on to also help you as well and we can do that for each other and that's why we're here women inspiring women nothing but positive vibes support and outreach for our community of women who are or have been through this abuse and you know just basically survived it and ready to just build up and build a branch for the next woman you know so let's pick up where i left off at now remember where i said that um the traits of the abuse, um, they stem from our past. Um, not everyone has that in their past, um, so to speak. Um, it does start at different stages in life, different ages in life as well. But me personally, my experience, abuse started back when I was, as far as I can remember, eight, eight years old. Um, and I say all that to say, I have a great, solid uh, relationship with my mom, who is amazing. She raised four children by herself. We've been through the struggle. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything here, like I told you guys before. Um, and, and do know when I do my podcast, I don't prep. I don't write down anything. I just go verbatim. I just speak on it because this is real life, and it's what I've been through. So there is no sugarcoating anything from from me, as I as I hope you guys do um, when you give me your feedback as well. I want nothing but the realness and nothing but the truth. So all of that to say, yes, I grew up in a rough neighborhood, urban area. Um, I would call it uh, from the streets of Newark, New Jersey. Um, I lived in the uh, projects, um, which are who anyone who's not familiar with it are buildings um you know lots of buildings where um the urban community lives in uh, a lot of uh, a drug dealing going on there's a lot of uh shootouts you know um cops you know patrol the area heavily um you know but there's not really any stopping to things that are going on in the neighborhood um so all of that to say i grew up in the projects um one of four children um 
as young as being, I can remember as being eight years old, um, you know, growing up uh, poor, you know, not having much because, you know, my dad, unfortunately, was uh, involved in uh, the system. Uh, I remember going to visit him at jail, in and out of jail, going to the phone booth to speak to him, uh, wishing that he he could be out, you know. Um, but the times that he was out, it wasn't that good either because uh, he was heavily into the drug scene. So I'm, I was born in 84. And back in those days, there was a lot of drugs around, um, mainly heroin, um, you know, the crack cocaine era that they did have. I'm pretty sure weed was still relevant at that time as well, but not as popular as it was now. Um, but... Yes, I grew up around all of that. I saw a lot at a young age. Um, And in my household, I did see when my dad was out, um, drugs um, being done, um, being dealt. Um, I do remember at nine years old going to a crack house with him. I didn't know what it was at the time. I thought I was just hanging out with my father. Uh, But I do recall going into a house where people looked like they were half asleep. And I remember one guy sticking a needle in his arm and his eyes rolled back to the head and he just looked like he was just so relaxed and enjoying every last minute of it. And I, that stuck out to me because I was like, why is he putting a needle in his arm? Like to this day, I'm still squeamish when it comes to needles. So I didn't understand that. And he didn't flinch or anything. He just looked like he loved it. Um, and, you know, looking back at it now, of course, he was shooting up. Um, but you couldn't tell me that. Um, so I do remember being in these areas, um, in and out of these houses with my dad. Um, but, um, what, what stuck out the most for me is, um, the fact that him and my mom used to fight, uh, and, you know, we lived in a little attic, you know, at the very top of the building, we lived in an attic. My bedroom was, uh, wooden, you know, when the top of the attic slants, and there was like a whole bunch of cotton in the ceiling and birds used to be in my room. I remember seeing birds like the pigeons in my room all the way in a dark space in my room. I used to be scared to go to sleep. But um, that's how we had to live at the time. And we used to eat rice. I mean, plain white boiled rice every night for dinner um, because we couldn't really afford food. Now, looking back at it now, my dad was still in a course. Um, the money that was that we had you know going out there to buy crack so that's why we didn't have much um but like I said what I do remember the most and that damaged me for uh the majority of my life was him uh hitting my mom um I do recall one specific time where I was like I would say I'm still around at nine ten year old range and uh I woke up in the middle of the night and I opened the door and he was, uh, my mom was in the corner crouched and he had his fist up and he was punching her and I was standing at my door. My older brother woke up. Uh, we both were crying and I was standing at the edge of my door trying to debate on going out there to help my mom. Um, and I, I remember he hit her one more time and she fell. And when she fell, we had a television that used to like be, you know, uh, on top of a little table. So when he hit my mom, the television fell and hit my mother on the head. And that's when I just about had it. I was crying. I was ready to come out that room and run down the stairs and get some help or go beat my father up because my mother is my everything. And at that time, he just looked at me with crazed wide eyes. And I know those wide eyes had to be filled with some type of drug. 
And he looked at me and he said, if you come out here, I'm going to break both of your legs. And I said, I was terrified because he would break both my legs if I ran out there. Um, And everything else was a blackout. Like, I can't remember past that point. Um, But that to me was the most tragic um, episode that I've seen them had ever have because uh, my mom got hit on the head with a TV and that that's impossible um, for me to witness as a child and I thought to myself I know this has to be it I know we have to be leaving my mom has to be done with him um, but that was not the case I woke up in the morning and it was like they were fine um, she stayed uh, with him she loved them. Um, the abuse did continue for some time. Unfortunately, um, uh, we basically, uh, you know, I saw a couple of more incidents, um, but my mom was still there and, and my mom and dad were still in the same household and she loved him. And when he wasn't on drugs, he was the best dad in the world. Um, but when he was, it was a whole nother story. So um, it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I thought, this is my dad. He loves me so much, but... You know, he loves my mom, too, and he hits her, but we're still a family, and it's okay, you know? We still have love here. We still have both parents here, and it must be all right because mommy stayed with him. So all of that to say, after some time, my mother did leave my father, um, which is, you know, to this day, I, I, I look back at it now, and I say, my mother had that had to take a lot of strength for her because this is the father to her children. Um, this is the man she did love and she did have hope for. But she got fed up and she was done. She packed us up and we were out of there. Now, we didn't move to some fancy house. We didn't move anywhere uh, uh, that was a step up. But we got the hell out of there and we uh, lived in another building, you know. But um, all of that to say... That's my childhood, and all of that, it stuck with me for a long time. Um, I never really spoke on it because we go through things as a family that we like to try to bury um, and not bring up, Um, but my dad was out of the picture and uh, moved out of state. Um, After begging and pleading my mother to take him back, she stood her ground, and she did not go back to that that dangerous man um, and horrible place in our lives. And I, I want to say she did it for the better of her children. Um, thank God for us, you know. And so, unfortunately, as being a child, it's not okay to see that abuse growing up. And it does damage you and stay with you. Um, you pick up that you think it's okay. You think that's that's what love is. Um, and that's what I did. So from 13, 14, 15 on, on up, you know, I, I was kind of resentful. You know, I didn't like anybody that much because I I just didn't like the way men treated, you know, women and the things that I witnessed. Um, But when I did, you know, I was such a tomboy. I was a rough, rough girl when I was younger. Ran the streets with my brothers, used to fight, uh, ding dong, ditch, basketball, climb trees. Um, You know, I didn't have time for I was more friends with guys than anything. But when I became... Uh, about 16, 17 years old, I turned into a very feminine girl, um, started getting dressed up, started dating, 
And um, as you guys know, I, I did go ahead and uh, in the first episode, let you know my first relationship was at 19 um, and the way that I thought that abuse was okay. Um, I picked up a guy with the traits of my father. So girls, all this to say, you're constantly searching for your dad and somebody. I, I wanted that love. I wanted that. I had a void, you know, and that void was that my father wasn't in my life. And I wanted, I saw my friends, they had my best friend. She was African from Nigeria. And, and I used to go to her house all the time because she had that mom and dad and that love that her father gave her. He used to tell her, no, she couldn't go out and, you know, just different things that a father's supposed to do and be in her life, um, I didn't have. And so I had that void. And my mom did all she could, of course, but that still wasn't a father. So I was searching for my father. Little did I know, I found him in the guys that I was dating. All of the same characteristics of my father and these men. And the abuse that I encountered, I thought it was okay. Because I saw it growing up. And that was love. So we miss we t- we take that term and misinterpret it, you know, as that's what we we are used to. And that's not okay. <clears throat> it stems from the past, as I said, it took me all this time to grow up and realize that after going through the experience, I said these men were just like my father. I was just trying to fill that void. I wanted love and I wanted I wanted someone to be here for me and never leave me like my father left me. And these guys wasn't never going to leave me. They loved me. And had I stayed, they definitely would have loved me to death. Um, but I did get out of those early. So I just wanted to touch on the topic of it stems from your past and not for every situation. But if you take the moment to look back at certain things in your life. You may have some similarities. You may have had a void, had a loss, had a guy that was that you wanted to be there, an uncle, father figure, anything that you had that void in your heart that you were trying to fill. You and you filled it all right, but it just wasn't with the right guy. So you know this this episode is is touching on the past. There's no way to not speak on your past because through releasing what was there in the past you can you can begin the process of healing yourself and it took me a long time to finally heal and get past what I've been through as a child and you know I'm still not fully there because to this day my father is not in my life and he does want to get in my life but I refuse to let him um but I do know forgiveness is key um but I have in my heart forgiven him um, because I know, you know, everybody has a past. So deep down inside, I do forgive him um, at the time. But um, I don't forgive the things that I've been through because I had to go through them. Because this is what you showed me and this what you this what you had me thinking was okay. Um, so, you know, ladies, if you take a moment to reflect back on anything and anything comes to mind that you, you can pinpoint as to this is what it is, the reason why I've been going through the things I've been going through, then you have to start the healing process. You have to start the forgiveness process. Um, that way you can move forward for yourself.
and, and you know, that void that you've been trying to fill, fill it with the fact of you have came this far. Fill it with the love that you have for yourself. Okay, put that inside that void because you are strong and you are mighty and you've came a long way. Take a look at the mirror. Okay, I look at myself every day and I don't I don't feel like I'm the same person that I was back then. I, I feel like I'm so much stronger than I was now. And it's only because I release this and I speak it and I live in my truth that I feel this way. When I was still sheltered and bottled up and keeping it all inside, I was not living in my truth. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to speak out on it, what you've been through. Reflect and think back and release it. Just let it go. And fill that void with the self-love that I know that you have within yourself. Okay? It's necessary. It is necessary. And I honestly do want to say that I still want that relationship. Every girl wants a father. Every girl needs a father for balance, for that for that father figure, for that, that love, that security, you know, of a man that's, that's never going to leave you. Your first love should be your father, you know. But unfortunately, I don't have that. But what I do have is that reassurance love within myself. I have my beautiful children. And I have the love of God who I know put this all this in my peace in my heart. Because the old me, the old Tamika would not be speaking like this. <laughs> if you guys knew me before, it's a complete 360. But I'm not her anymore. I have grown to this beautiful woman. And I, I do this because of my children, who I know are looking up to me. And I do this for you women all over who needs to hear this. So please release what you had buried in there from the past. Face it. Throw it away and fill that void after abandonment. Please leave comments, any questions, or just you want to make a statement. Feel free to hit that button on the bottom. Ladies, I'm here for you. Let's be here for each other. Women inspiring women. Be blessed. Until next time. The next episode I will be speaking on. Actually, I think I'll keep that as a surprise. But just know the next episode, we're going to get more real and more truthful and touch some places that need to be healed because we're going to heal together. I'll talk to you then. Goodbye.